if you're in the entrepreneurial space, then you have probably heard the word balance more times than you can count. Now, it's a buzzword. It's a word that some people like and some people don't. However, what we are talking about today is living a well-rounded life with Jamira Pollard. She is an incredible entrepreneur and talks about how to strategize in creating harmony between your business and your life. It's not about balance. It is about living well-rounded. And I am so excited for you guys to hear her and listen in on her expertise as she shares actionable tips and advice on living your best well-rounded life. Hey, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you're a photographer looking to grow your business without feeling tied to your computer, then this is the space for you. In this season, we're tackling the nitty-gritty of running an organized and successful photography business. So grab your AirPods, your favorite note-taking tools, and let's get your photography business working for you. Hey guys, I am so excited to introduce to you a good friend of mine that I had the pleasure of meeting at the Creative at Heart conference earlier this year, and I could not wait to have her on the podcast. Her topic today is going to, I hope, inspire you in a way that allows you to live your life and your business in a way that it's going to be efficient and, as she likes to say, well-rounded. So, Jamira, could you give a quick introduction to yourself and who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, it's so good to see you. Uh, we had the best time at Creative at Heart and connecting. So it's just such an honor to share space with you again. Um, hi, everybody. I am Jamira Pollard. I am a coach for creative entrepreneurs and mamas. My business uh, is coaching for creatives and living well-rounded. Those are my two brands. Uh, I am a former wedding planner turned uh, coach for creatives. I did that for about 12 years before pivoting into coaching and serving other entrepreneurs. Mom of two, wife of one. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, I always say I just love serving and using my gifts to push other people forward. And I'm based in the DMV area. So I'm in Northern Virginia, born and raised. And I'm just excited to share. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to hear from you today. I'll let you guys know at the conference, there were a few breakout sessions. And you kind of got to choose where you spent your time. And I was in Jamira's breakout and it was my favorite by far. It, I don't know, it was just so actionable. I'm all about, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that in every single episode, I always land on like, okay, the actionable tip from this episode is, and then I let you guys know what it is. And what I loved about her breakout session is the entire session was, actionable. And I have literally (laughs) taken pieces of that breakout session and and applied it to my own life and how I'm running my home. And it's been a game changer. So I'm excited for you guys to hear more about that. I love that. Let me just say thank you, first of all. Um, That means so much because the goal was to have you guys walk away feeling empowered and feeling as if you can reclaim your time and do more of the things you love. So it just means so much to hear that you got something out of our time together. Absolutely. I I did. I loved the session. I loved the workbook. And anything that 
puts my type A tendencies to good use mm-hmm. <laughs> is a Same. win in is a win in my book. I love it. Same here. So tell me a little bit about your mission and helping women live well-rounded. What does that mean to you? What's the goal in in working with somebody to get them to a well-rounded life? So the interesting thing is a lot of people, when they hear the term well-rounded, they're like, what the heck is that? And just years ago, when I was in the wedding planning space, also had a nine to five, two kids and all things, I realized that I was trying to balance, quote unquote, all the things and just too much. Then it hit me one day, like, there's no such thing as balance. Like, that's my opinion on it. I feel that there's no way you can put your family and your business on the same playing field. You can love both, love them differently. But at some point, the family is always going to outwin the business. And so I just think if we go into it with the idea of just trying to manage everything in a rhythmic way and manage everything so that you don't feel the pressure like, all right, I'm going to work on my business for eight hours. I'm going to do this with, play with my kids for this. No, it's more of serving and showing up where you need to be and where you need to spend your time in a particular season. And so I always give the example of, let's say when I was preparing to speak at the conference and just trying to get everything together, my family, they were aware like, all right, mommy's got to work on these things. But as soon as I check that off my list, then we can go on vacation or we can just do some fun things together. And then I can put out of office on, but imagine trying to work on a big presentation or a launch or your busiest season, if you're a photographer and then, then shifting gears and then trying to take care of your kids and all the things. When reality is, if you set your family up for success, they're going to be okay. You give them all the tools, you give them all the things, and then they know that they have you to look forward to in all of you and not pieces of you. I think that's the most important thing. So living well-rounded is going to look different for everybody because some of us have kids, some of us don't, some have nine to five, some people don't. So I always just challenge people to come up with what their definition of living well-rounded is. What does that look like? Uh, Is it self-care? Is it faith? Is it more time with your spouse? What is it? And then seek the resources to make it all work together. I love that. So you mentioned setting your family up for success, like giving them the tools to be successful. For our listeners that do have a family, what are some tools or resources that you've given your family in order to get them through the busy season? Because I feel like a lot of the times as moms, we feel like the house can't run without us. Mm -hmm. When if we set it up, it's actually possible that it, you know, right. it, can, it can run okay without us for a little while. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like the blessing is I have an 11-year-old and a uh, almost seven-year-old. And so we're in a stage where my children can are a little bit more self-sufficient. Praise God for that. But a lot of it comes with communication. So one of the tools is maybe having a family meeting telling them these things are not working well for me. These things are not making our home run efficiently or this is not how I'm using my time the best. So communicating with them authentically where you feel like you need help is a game changer. And even if it's not help from them, I love outsourcing all things. So maybe saying, okay, 
Do we need to hire a housekeeper or someone to help with meal prep or run errands? Whatever it is. A couple of years ago, we hired someone that works in our home twice a week and it changed our lives. Such a blessing for her to be able to help us. But then we're able to pour into her family, you know, from a financial standpoint. So that's awesome. But setting your family up is number one, communicating. Number two, giving them the tools such as I carved out time to teach my daughter how to wash her own clothes versus me having to do it, how to play with yourself and, you know, finding activities and things that they like to do so that they can, you know, do what they need to do there. But also just letting them know like, hey, you know, I'm going to work on this. I promise I got you when it's done. And then maybe do some research kids on the things that we can do together once I am done with this launch or this busy season. And then they have something to look forward to. But the tools are communication, setting boundaries, laying down the law where you say, I need help. And I, I'm, as, I'm just as important. So please just, you know, be there for me and I will make sure I show up for you when it really matters as well. I think that's so important. There's so many times I see conversations in Facebook groups or or among my friends and we get caught in this cycle of feeling like the world is on our shoulders and -hmm. feeling like we're constantly overwhelmed and we're constantly not sure like where we're going to get a break or how we're going to get a break, but we actually don't communicate with the people in our life that could help us manage it better. Absolutely. And it's interesting because the reason we ended up hiring uh, Kimmy, and I think we're going on year four with her, is I was on a walk with my husband feeling overwhelmed. And he actually suggested like, maybe we can get someone to help like just around house and do some of the things that were also physically draining me. And so I got online and within a couple of days, she was the only person I interviewed. It just felt right. And then from there, she's been with our family for almost four years. So I had communicated my frustrations, went to my partner to tell him my frustrations, and he helped come up with the solution, surprisingly. Uh, And it's been a win-win across the board because the other thing you have to realize is that when you do run a business and you are the visionary and you are the lead, at some point, your hourly rate is going to be amazing. And you have to think that, all right, I'm spending three hours on social media, answering emails, whatever. Maybe if I hire someone else whose price point is a little lower than mine, then I can offload that so I can figure out other ways to make the business more money because my time and purpose is served elsewhere. Like People don't think about the big picture that certain tasks that even some children can do. Like I said, I'll teach my daughter how to wash clothes, how to meal prep, whatever. That is more cost-effective that way as well. So it really means just sitting down and just putting some common sense into the equation. Like, does it really make sense for me to be spending four hours answering emails when I make this much money for real, for real? Nah, not really. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I've talked about that a few times on the podcast. When you mentioned outsourcing, especially to a business owner, the first thing they think of is a virtual assistant, admin help, you know, that kind of thing. But I think it's so smart to start possibly outside of the business. And I mean, that's where I first outsourced was hiring a cleaning team. And like, I'm like, I don't want, I don't like cleaning. <laughs> I don't Maybe want to spend my time cleaning. <laughs> but you know, it, it's funny. Our first hire was a, someone in our, like we've had a cleaning team for years, but they came like once a month and it was just like, right. the, you know, upkeep. But 
to actually hire someone for our family, our first hire was in the home, which then allowed me more time to work in the business. So it it was a win-win all across the board. So what kind of tools would you recommend someone who doesn't have the ability to outsource at this point? Like what, what tools would you recommend them looking into to create some systems, to create things to be more efficient if they don't have the ability to outsource yet? So it's a great question because that was an issue that some of my clients um, had is, all right, where do I start when I'm not really making all the money yet? Like, how can we make this work? And so because of conversations with clients, I created two courses that are set up so that you can put systems in place in your home. And that course is Systems for Your Sanity. And then I created a course to help you put systems in your business. And so the cool thing with the Systems for Your Sanity course for your home is I'm teaching you how to work smarter, not harder in your home. So how can we put a system in place for all the things that we do every week, like packing your children's lunches for the week, getting their clothes out for the week, And I say for the week because I only do this once a week and you know my Sunday reset routine. And so it's like, well, I'm doing all this on one day. So imagine not popping out the iron in the ironing board every single day to iron your son's uniform, me. I just iron them all on Sunday. And so they're all done. I don't pack lunch every single day. I'm not opening up the refrigerator every single day. I pack all the lunches on Sunday. And then, you know, with the exception of refrigerated items and all the things, but I actually have a system and you will be surprised how much time it frees up when you roll with some of the resources uh, within the course. So I'm setting you up for success where you are reclaiming your time and getting your hours back because you put a system in place for your family. And then the other cool part is once you do figure out the system, you can then determine, are you the one that needs to do it or can someone else do it so that it is most efficient? And so that's for your home. And then systems for your creative biz is helping you get your business back in in order, which is something that a lot of creatives don't do in the beginning. They just take off. They're like killing it. And then they like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. And so I set up a course to help you jumpstart systems in your business so that you can run more efficiently. And it's perfect for those people that are looking to hire and maybe also offload some offers and things that they're not really excited about as well. Awesome. I'll tell you guys, I, I've always had an issue with like Sunday resets and I can't remember if I've had a chance to tell you about this yet, but I always thought about it of like this huge thing. It was going to take me hours to do on Sunday and I didn't have time to spend hours because every other Sunday I have my son by myself and that's just a whole other thing because he's poor and like feral. Um, you know, so I just was having this conversation actually with my therapist. And then it just, it was like a light bulb that went off. And I'm like, well, if I spent, let's say two hours on Sunday and prepped our lunches and prepped our clothes and did all of the things then I'm actually saving however Mm -hmm. much time during the week. So where I was initially thinking of it as I was losing time because I'm spending that extra time on Sunday, it actually allowed me to gain that much more time during the week. And what my therapist said, and what was a nice like perspective switch was on Sunday, I'm home with my son for, you know, 24 hours, you know, we're away, you know, 12, 14 hours in the day. Right. So I have all of this time to spend with him. 
if I take two hours, it's fine. Whereas during the week, we only have 45 minutes in the morning before we're getting into the car. And when we have, you know, four or five hours in the evening. So I'm actually taking away from smaller portions of time with him to do those things Mm -hmm. where I can take it away from a day that does have an abundance of time available. It is so true. And the cool part is when your kids start to get a little older, they can get involved. Like I told my son on Sunday, I'm like, hey, come help make your lunch of the week. So he's pulling out, you know, the juice box, the chips or whatever it is. And he's being involved and it's something we're doing together. And he gets excited because he's making decisions and things now. So that part gets to be fun. But I love your perspective where when you are doing these same things every single day, you start to lose time and then you start to feel rushed sometimes. And so if Sunday's not your day, if it's the Monday reset or whatever it is, just pick a day where you put it on your calendar and you block off time to set your family up for success and just getting all those things checked off the list. It's done. And now you can reinvest that time back into your business. I love it. I love it. And I'll, I'll say the other thing too, when you mentioned like, what are things other people in your home can do? So what I started doing, my husband, God bless him. (laughs) I love him so much, (laughs) but he is not a tech person. I've made him a Google calendar. I've created the family calendar. He still could not tell me anything on that calendar because he won't look at it. He's not there yet. (laughs) No, no. I don't know if he'll ever be there. So what I did is I started keeping a running like list of things on the refrigerator every week. And I put like things I need done in the house. I wanted the top of our fridge cleaned because I'm five foot and he is six, five. And it is much oh easier God. for him <laughs> to clean the top of the fridge than it is for me. Right. Uh, you know, little, little things like that. I just put it on the list and he saw it and got it done. Like I didn't have to say anything. It was just one of those, like, he was off, I was working, and he took care of it. So setting everyone up in your home for success, that, I mean, I told everybody about that because I was so excited when he did that. I love it. But you know what it's called? It's what we call the honey-do list. And we actually, in the um, bonuses, one of my free bonuses I have is a whole template situation where here's a template for a honey-do list. So you can print it and it brings it to their attention because my husband's like that. He's like that too, where if I write it down, he likes to cross it off and feel like he was a part of the team. So he's like, baby, I can't read your mind. So tell me to write it down. I'll get it done. But so I have a running honey-do list, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So tell me about what kind of systems you recommend in business. We've touched on home setting our families up for success, setting the people in our life up for success, getting help when we need it. Let's talk about the business side of things. Cause I feel like if you, one system's going one, you know, we've got one down time to get the other one going. I think the first thing I would start with is, do you have a system and how people can actually contact you from the beginning? So what does that look like? Is your are your responses automated so you don't have to literally go in every single time? And within your system, do you have it so that they can see if you have a pricing guide, uh, what your prices are, uh, a proposal, the contracts, all of those things? And they're amazing resources. 
like Dipsado, Honeybook, 17 Hats, I can go on and on and on, that do these things for you. But the key is you have to carve out time to number one, learn the system or yeah. two, hire someone that knows how to use the system. And then from there, you set it and forget it, you know, with a few tweaks here and there. So business owners that do not have CRMs in place and those foundational things, you're losing so much time because you're in quite, you're just responding to inquiries all day, every day, when it's literally probably the same frequently asked questions that you can just have automations for. So I think that's super important. Again, how people pay you, you want to make it smooth and easy. Yes. Um, make it easy for them to pay you. Um, and uh, what else can you think of? Also, if you're a photographer, the whole editing thing I know is in calling images and all that. And, you know, I know a lot of the terminology because I have a lot of photography clients that are trying to figure out, again, how to work smarter, not harder. But if you know that these are areas of things you just don't like to do, it may take some time to find the perfect editor or perfect supplement to what you're doing, but it'll be so worth it versus saying, oh, forget it. I'll just do it myself. But if it's a thing that you don't like to do in your business and it's not serving you well, and it just makes you feel like, ugh, there are people who may do it better and faster and it brings you back more time. So consider it that you're not the only one that knows how to do a certain job. And it's okay to surrender and give it to somebody else as well. Oh my goodness. I can't, I, I have nothing else to add. Like that is <laughs> so, I've said this so many times on the podcast and I love hearing somebody else say those same things in a different way because it's so important to get these systems in place. Right. And one of the, the best things that happens when you outsource something that you don't like, you're not good at is... And, I, and it took me a little while to figure it out because I would hire somebody. I'm like, oh, this feels good. But there was an extra something that happened that I couldn't quite place my finger on. And mm-hmm. I realized it was the alleviation of the mental load. Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. no longer constantly in the back of my mind, like, ooh, this has to be done. Or, ooh, I need to do this. Or I've been putting this off for three weeks because I hate doing it. Like right. it was, that was gone. So that that's another big benefit of, of outsourcing when you're ready. Absolutely. Cause it's, it's off your conscience, off your shoulders and you don't feel the guilt. Like, yeah. oh, this should have been done. If you hand it off to someone else and they get paid to do it, most likely they'll get it done fast. Yes. Yes. And they'll do it better than you. <laughs> Always. Honestly, Always. I thought I was the only one that could fold laundry. Come to find out the people like Kimmy, she's amazing. She folds way better than I do. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. You know, but it's like, cause you think you're the queen of all things, but right. the reality of it is she's like super swift and fast and she just runs a laps around me at this point. So <laughs> it's just like, all right, you got it. It's like bow, de- bow down to the queen. So I just, I love her so much. And it's like, like I, I appreciate having someone that not only supports me, but in the long run, I want you to think about your VA, your managers, your editors, whoever is someone that is an is an extension of you yes. that is also loving on your family and serving your family in some capacity. So the more time that they're helping you in your business means that they're allowing you to love on your family. And so they they definitely are gonna show up and do what they need to do as well. That's such a great perspective. I need a Kimmy, by the way. I love our cleaning team. <laughs> but it sounds like you need a Kimmy. Like, <laughs> listen, if you go back to, I think the first 
and second season of the podcast of my podcast, which is just got renamed to Living Real Rounded. I interview her and we talk about how she came to be and how she works in our family. And she also gives tips for when you're looking for someone like her. So um, definitely go back and, and check that out. Yes, I will. I'll, I'll need to because mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where like I need that extra help guilt-free because oh, yeah. I'm telling you, you know, I know a lot of women feel like, oh, I should have done it. I should be able to do it all because my mom did it all or whatever. But I want to remind you that nine out of 10 of us probably didn't have mothers that were running small businesses and being yeah. entrepreneurs. They may, have had, they may have had amazing nine to fives and corporate jobs, but were they doing their corporate job and a small business and raising children in this crazy world we live in during these yeah. crazy times? They weren't, They didn't have those same uh, pressures. They had different things going on, but do it guilt-free. And then I promise you, you'll be so glad that you surrendered and just went with it. That's so good. So you mentioned surrender a couple times here. And I love that word because it it makes it vulnerable, right? You know, and I think when you invite anyone into your home, into your business, there is a level of vulnerability there that at home, you're literally inviting somebody into like the most private pieces of your life. And in your business, it's, it's very much the same way. I know many, many business owners feel like their businesses are like their other children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So talk about overcoming the anxiety, fear, being willing to be vulnerable enough to make that surrender? Well, the first thing I would say is if you're hiring someone in your home, do a background check, like like straight up to the point, like vet the people who will be spending time around your children in your most prizely possessions. Let's just, let's be very transparent there. The other thing is you can always hire people on a trial basis. Like you don't have to just say, all right, here's your contract. You'll be here for a year. You can give them a week's trial or, you know, 30 days or whatever it is, whatever feels right for you. And then let them know that you're also trying other people out, even if you're not, so that they can kind of, you know, just be aware that it may not be them that works out. But if they don't work out, be okay with sometimes you just have to figure out what you like, what you don't like. And you may be able to discover that with these people that you are trying out so that you do get closer. It's almost like dating. Like, uh, yes, that didn't work out. So I know I don't want a person that is like said person, which gets you closer to your ideal. And so the anxiety, yes, it'll be there, but I want you to focus on the actual win. And you know, that saying like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, I want you to think about when it does and when, you know, so don't get so hung up on the negative, focus on what the positive will be. And so get a piece of paper and write out what the the well-rounded life looks like, write out what that clarity looks like and that just what it all looks like to you versus where you are right now, feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not, you know, like you're not accomplishing your goals, but get the help, have put these people in place, get them going and get your time back so that you can continue to move your business forward. Awesome. The background check is such a good idea. That's something like, that's the moment where I realized, hmm, really naive. 
<laughs> don't do that. Because, <laughs> like, I never even thought about getting a background check. Listen, Google will tell you a lot of things about a lot of people. Yes. Facebook, social media, um, just seeing where they are. I'm, it's a game changer. <laughs> Get out there. I'll have to keep that one in mind. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So if you had one actionable tip that somebody could take and run with today, what would it be? I think the first thing is to literally take inventory of how you spend your day and where your time is going. And you can then determine if your time is best spent in these areas. I always use the term time sucks because there are things that suck our, the, you know, our, our time away and the life out of us. And I want you to identify those things. And then those will be the things on your list of where you may need to outsource, unload, or revamp in some way. So actionable items is to start tracking your time. And just saying, nope, no, thank you. This isn't serving me. I don't like it. And then create the business that you want in the home and the life you want based off of removing the things that just don't feel good and getting the help where you know you need it. Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, I always like to wrap up the episodes with three questions. Okay. So the first one is, I'm a quote fanatic. I love quotes. So do I. Good. Which, uh, what is your favorite quote? So it's one of my favorite quotes. It's actually a scripture, which I wear on my arm every day, um, which is Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, which is, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, which reminds me that I have a purpose and there's a plan for my life. And I just need to keep showing up and serving others and knowing that greater is on the horizon. Like it motivates me that there are great plans and things ahead if I just keep pushing forward. So to me, it's it's scripture-based. I can go on and on about quotes, you know, faith over fear and done is better than perfect. Like we can go all day on these oh, yeah. quotes. <laughs> so yeah, but that's one that I literally look at every day and I'm like, all right, there's a plan for me and we're going to rock it out and do the best that we can. I love that. That's beautiful. All right. What is your favorite business tool? Hmm. Favorite business tool? Honestly, it would have to be Google Calendar. I don't, I used to be a paper planner person back in the day, but now I can't do anything without the alerts, the reminders, the <laughs> Zoom link in the, the email invite, because it is a game changer. Um, everything from the time I need to depart to go pick up the kids the, to send the podcast guests a reminder, like everything is in this Google calendar. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to be a paper planner person too. And there's times when I miss it, but digital planners are 100% the way to go when you own a business. Yeah, I try the paper planner. Like every year I literally buy one, like, all right, we're going to get back into it. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. I tried. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So this is my favorite question. And I have completely forgotten. Where are you located? So I'm in the DMV area. So That's Northern right. Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. All right. So if I were to come visit and you and I were going to go grab drinks, where would we go and what would we have? Ooh. So I'm in Northern Virginia, about 45 minutes outside of DC, but I hate to travel into the city. I would have you come to my house. 
And I, I, I love mixing drinks and I am a margarita girl. So Patron margarita on the rocks with salt, but I make a great rum punch. I make a great lemon drop. Listen, the pandemic, you can tell me <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I am inviting you into my home. No background check needed. And <laughs> we will have some drinks and some food and I, I got you covered. I love that. That makes, I'm just going to need to make a trip because I feel <laughs> like on. that needs to happen. That'd be so much yeah. fun. I mean, there's some spots, obviously, in the city and around here. And I love supporting small businesses, so we can go there. But I got you covered here. Southern hospitality. <laughs> hey, I love it. I absolutely love it. And you're the first one that's inviting me over for a drink. So like, <laughs> I am all about it. <laughs> I love it. Well, very good. Thank you so much for coming on, Jamira. I appreciate it so much. Where can our audience hang out with you? So you can find all things I have going on and more free resources, freebies to jumpstart all the things we talked about over on jamire.com. More of the resources I mentioned, uh, jamire.com slash resources. And on Instagram, I am at coach for creatives. So come hang out, say hi. Let me know you heard our conversation um, over on IG. Awesome. Yeah, we will link all of that in the show notes and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.